0: Division 1 rejects is back. Kobe Manzo, Jimmy Martin, Tyshawn King. The fellas are back here uh, recording another episode before our game tomorrow against Davenport who's traveling up to the Superior Dome. Fellas, how are we feeling today? How are we feeling about this weekend? Feeling good, man. Feeling good, yeah. What are we looking forward to with uh with Davenport, what are we looking to see from those guys? Man. Nothing, just a little shrug. What? Hey. They're gonna be decent. They're one and one right now. They beat uh they beat a solid Walsh team. They lost uh, week one to a, a solid opponent. I forget who they lost to week one, but they're gonna be they're gonna be a good team. They'll have a solid defense. Uh, Their secondary super aggressive. I know nice one was talking about that. They love to do a lot of press, man. Basically, like we are better athletes than you. Beat us. So hopefully, guys take that personally, right? Yeah. I feel like if I were on the outside and someone was pressing me like that, that and that's what they're saying, right? I'm a better athlete than you. Yeah. Try, and, try and get open.
1: Yeah. So
0: personally, I think the number one way that
1: uh, we need to like. Kind of like work towards is uh, establishing the run game early. I think that's kind of why we struggled last week. And, oh yeah, um, obviously. And you give the ball to Tyshawn and TQ
0: only six times each. Like you're not going to win a lot of so games. So that's like, that's a it's a good question. I think this goes with a lot of college and pro football, high school, whatever. Um, when do you draw that line? Like when do you give up on that early? You know what I mean? Like there's there's some there's a fine line of like because I, I would agree with you. I think we gave up on it last week pretty early, right? We didn't really try to get that established in the beginning and runs. Like that, through the middle, in between the tackles, aren't going to hit every play. You know what I mean? Those are things that you get guys like Tyshon, TQ into a rhythm, right? You want to get the ball in their hands, continue to get them good looks. But when is that line where you say, okay, it's not working? What do you think? Is it like a quarter thing? Is it a time thing? Is it a number of carry thing? That's a good question. It all depends.
2: It it depends on the circumstances. Just kind of a feel? Yeah. I like, feel man, like we're we really gave, not getting we, anything out of this. We gave up on it too early last week.
0: I yeah. Like. So we'll see how we how we handle that differently this week. But in today's episode, a lot of NFL talk, some GLIAC recap from last week, see what's going on in our conference, the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. Uh, not too much college football news besides some recaps from last week's games. But in the NFL, the Lions showed a ton of fight in their season opener loss to the 49ers, a lot more than I was expecting, a lot more than a lot of people were expecting. Uh, Aaron Dodger – Aaron Rodgers – Dodgers – is uh may as well retire after week one after his performance. Packers lost 38 to three to Jameis Winston post eye LASIK surgery. He's it, seeing through the defensive playbook this year 100%. It seemed like it,
1: right? Uh, yeah, Jameis was dotting up. up. was like 148 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah, it, kind of, it,
0: kind of a weird stat line, it's but you a know, very it's, it's, hey, five touchdowns, exactly. And one of them was kind of like a shovel type yeah, pass, correct? But uh, I mean, still, that the dude balled out, which is great to see. Um, no turnovers. That was the biggest Zero thing for James. and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But as always, you can listen pretty much anywhere. Right now, just the audio version of the podcast. We'll get that video version up and rolling in a couple weeks here. I'm still immobile with uh, the torn ACL. So hopefully once I get off crutches, we'll get up and moving around, get into a different space, get that video podcast set up for you guys. But Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on Twitter at D1 underscore rejects and on Instagram at Rejects. Shout out the episodes. We'll get some guests on here starting next week. I'm contacting a few guys now. We'll get them on here next week talking with us, talk some football. Probably some guys in the GLIAC, guys around D2, uh, maybe some other schools. Going to get some coaches on here in the future as well. But gleak Ferris State, Jimmy, you said it, man. They beat Ashland 45-19. Like, what? Ashland is a quality team, yeah, even Ashland, though they're not in the anymore.
1: Ashland's a good team, man. Like, Always. Like, we touched like, up this last week. Ferris is kind of just like Alabama. Like, you know what to expect every year out of them. Yeah. Just a very,
0: like, it's a very good program. It doesn't matter Simple. what pieces come together. If you have a lacrosse player playing quarterback for you, it doesn't matter. The result is the same. Like, that's – I think that's, that's a good analogy is, like, that's what Alabama – like, you don't know what you're going to get from Bryce Young or from all these other skill position players, but you knew once they went on the field, it's over with. Like, it didn't matter. Every year. Every single year. So, I mean, I guess that's good for the Gliak, right, because we've had a lot of GLIAC teams lose a lot of out-of-conference games, mm-hmm. which is not good for the GLIAC, right, because we are – one of the, arguably the best Division two conference in the country. Definitely one of the, right? Um, and so to see teams in our conference lose out of conference games is not really a good thing. Mm-hmm. You want everyone to be beating up on each other within the conference, right? So when we have teams uh, like Wayne State right now is 0-2 out of conference. Slippery Rock and then Truman State. So now they've got Missouri, s and I believe today. They might play today or tomorrow. I forget. Um, but... To see them go zero two, a quality team like Wayne State is not good for our conference. So hopefully those guys can pick up a dub this weekend. Um, they lost twenty seven to nine to Truman State last week. Truman State, though, I believe that's who Davenport played in week one. Yeah. Truman State. So they're two and zero against GLIAC teams, which is and that's a Gmac, correct? Mm-hmm. Or no? Is that GLVC? No. Yeah, are
2: GLVC. Yeah, GLVC.
0: Yeah, that's I, said, like, I think 10G, that's, yeah. I think that's the best team in the GLVC. I want to say they're at the top, or at least they probably haven't started conference play yet. But uh, Davenport who we have, like I said, they beat a good Walsh University team 10-6. to So we can see that their defense the defense, is the side of the ball. They definitely have put the emphasis on this year, like I was saying. Not to say they won't have an offense, but I think their quarterback position has kind of been up in the air. Um, I know Nystrom touched on it a little bit in his press conference earlier this week that I was there. He talked about how they've had a starter for the last few years, and he actually wasn't in the game against Walsh. There was some other kid in there. So that probably is the reason they only had 10 points. And, like, 10 points is a very, I don't know, I guess interesting, like, it, just a field goal and a touchdown, I guess. They didn't really have – um I saw they didn't have too many red zone opportunities mm-hmm. to even capitalize on, so driving ball, the ball down the field must have been pretty difficult for them. Um, but, like I said, Walsh is a quality team, but Nystrom was expecting a different quarterback to be playing against us this weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but it will be interesting to see what kind of Davenport team shows up, especially being one and one uh, Like I said, Wayne State lost to Truman State. Michigan Tech – Lost to St. Thomas, 12-9. to nine. They seem to be struggling to put up points. Mm-hmm. Their defense is doing a great job, um, and they're in games. Michigan Tech, I feel like, is always in games. They rarely get blown out. But last week, 14-10, to 10, I believe, against Hillsdale. Mm-hmm. This They come out on top of that one in their home opener. 12-9 to nine against St. Thomas. So, really, for me, it feels like they just are struggling to put up points. And that Hillsdale game in Week 1, they scored only in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So you go three quarters without scoring any type of meaningful points. And is that just the most Michigan Tech thing ever and still end up winning the game? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean look, it. guys are tough. Like, they're tough dudes. You know what I mean? And they're, they're going to give us a hell of a game. And I hopefully, hopefully we'll come on top of that one because we haven't in the past. But I feel like that's just the most Michigan Tech thing ever. Like, they're just going to hang in the game, hang in the game, hang in the game. And then as soon as you make a mistake, all of a sudden you're losing. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the most Michigan Tech thing ever. So it'll be interesting that's, to see.
1: They're, they're pests, man. They just, they, ha- are. they just hang around.
0: I feel like they don't. They do a really good job of not shooting themselves in the foot. At least that that I've seen. I haven't been around like you guys have actually. You know, played against whatever. But like from what I've seen, if I feel like they execute very well, are pretty disciplined. Is that kind of the experience that you've seen from them?
2: They fumble five times when we played them. Did they actually? Yeah. Holy you gotta, cow! You got to capitalize off their mistakes. Yeah. Did, they're going to capitalize. And we on obviously yours. didn't. Yeah. Damn.
0: That's what that's what they do, though, really well, is when you mess up. They
2: capitalize. And you have to capitalize when they make mistakes. 100%. like you said, they pest, they just going to hang around. So if you don't <laughs> put them out, they're going to they gonna be there. They're going to stick to you. <laughs> and the next thing you know, it's a minute 30
0: left and you losing. Uh-huh. 100%. That's why they win games, man. They've been they've been a middle-of-the-road, like an average-to-upper-tier Gliak team for a while now, uh, kind of hanging in there with, like, the Saginaw Valley. And that's they've kind of been in that same situation. But speaking of Saginaw Valley, they drop one to – Bowie State, 28-19, to another out-of-conference loss for the GLIAC. Now, I will say the GLIAC this year, the out-of-conference scheduling is a little different because of the loss of Ashland. Mm-hmm. Like, we have Davenport twice this year, or we have Northwood twice this year as well. And this first game against Davenport, I believe, is not counted as a conference game. Right? I you, know have that. you guys heard that? I didn't know that. So that's what I was talking about, because I was talking, about, Wait, I was right. talking to really him. Yeah. That's, I was talking to a, a few people about that and I'm not 100% sure on that but I'm I'm pretty sure um according to it was just like I was talking to Nate and Hans and a couple other guys like in the program you know what I mean like I'm mm-hmm. talking to them about it and uh, Hans said that this one is not who's our equipment manager here at Northern he said it's not a conference game
2: so is that the same for the first Northwood game too?
0: So he he apparently he said that Northwood both are conference games, but the problem yeah. is without Ashland, you have these people double scheduling. Yeah. But then you have teams that can't get the same opponent twice like that. The scheduling just didn't work out. Uh-huh. So Saginaw Valley plays a team from Texas like halfway through the season, right in the middle of quote unquote league play. Right. So the scheduling this year for the Gleeck is all wonky. Yeah. Which just means more out of conference opponents, and right now we have kind of stunk out of conference teams are kicking our butt right now in the Gliot, yeah. which is not yeah. good. Um second off valley, this is their would this be the third year with that new coaching staff with Ryan Brady and the and the fellows over there? I want to say it's their third year. Yeah, I don't know about their coaching staff. Yeah, I I honestly have no clue. Not sure, but they 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 cleaned house, I believe, my senior year of high school. So I want to say this is their third year with the new coaching staff. So they're looking to have a big year, but a loss like that out of conference is definitely not good for them. They returned a lot of guys that were all GLIAC last year, which is big time, especially on the offensive skill side of the ball. Grand Valley State, they finally played because they had that week one cancellation. Uh They win 34-14 against 19th-ranked Colorado State Pueblo, and they move up to 14 in the current rankings. So that is solid. We have two teams in the top 15, obviously them being Ferris and GV, which is probably to be expected. Uh Um, But Grand Valley, 2019, they were fourth in the GLIAC. So talk about a prove-it year. Those yeah. guys, I cannot even imagine. Like, you know, our coaches are our coaches are old school and our coaches are tough. Man, I'm not going to talk bad about any coaching staff, but if there's one coaching staff I would not want to play for, it's the Grand Valley coaches. So I can only imagine what that camp and leading up to that that game was like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did you ever have any uh, contact with those guys? Either of you guys,
2: you just see it. You can see it.
0: Can you? Yeah, you How can. so? When, when you
2: play them. When you play them, yeah, just you like can. on the
0: sideline, interaction, you, and stuff like see that. It. You can hear it. Yeah. They're, they're very vocal over there. But, you know what I mean? Like, usually, like, 2019 was kind of the exception, though. Usually, they win a lot of games. They can mm-hmm. get away with a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, they bring in a lot of kids every year, but with a lot of kids, you get a lot of talent. It's almost like that Mount Union style of football. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mount Union bring in, like, 115 kids a year. Just mm-hmm. weed them out. You might get a couple kids that stick around that are studs. Mm-hmm. The rest of them just going to either stay or just transfer out. But... Uh, let's see what other teams we had a tough loss, 28 to 10, Wisconsin Oshkosh that we've already touched on a little bit. Um, Kind of just like a 24 hour rule, right? Just, you know, improve on what we can improve on, watch the film, check it out, and then just move the hell on and never look back at that because that is just something that we, I don't even think that we even want to discuss that much. Um, It's been talked about at nausea by us. I feel like the last week. So Mm -hmm. um, this week is a big for us against Davenport, but finally Northwood, they lose to number 15 Tiffin 40 to 6. That's tough. Now that was at Tiffin and Tiffin is legit. Yeah. But I will say they have a uh a, a, a one of my buddies on the team at Northwood. Per him, which I don't know how credible this is, but he said there were 3 NFL scouts there for Tiffin. That's pretty legit. Yeah. That's what he said. And so that was the word amongst uh, the Northwood players. I don't know if that's 100%, obviously I was not there, neither were you guys, but uh, Tiffin's defense, I guess, is a, like really legit. Uh, they do a really good job. So Northwood has a bye week this week before we go down and play them week four. So the bye week probably could not come at a better time yeah. for Northwood. They're 0-2 right now. They lose in overtime to Gannon at, in week one, and now they have that tough loss to Tiffin. So definitely going to be some reevaluating down in Midland. Otherwise, NFL stuff. Who, who do you want to start with?
2: Might as well start with the Thursday night game.
0: Thursday night game? Yeah. Go for it. What would you see? Saw some good football last night.
2: That's not what I expected to see. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Jones played a great game last night. Yeah, he did. And the Giants had that game won.
0: And Daniel Jones, I don't know what, like, site it was, and we're not a gambling podcast by any means, but you just, like, I, you know, I enjoy looking at odds, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How is Daniel Jones plus 3,000 for first score of the game? He's a quarterback of an NFL team. I don't. He's not considered by any means to be a great or incredible, like tier quarterback. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. Plus three thousand for your quarterback to have the first score of the game,
2: and he almost had it. Yeah, he, did, he, he did, did have it. it. He did rush it. it. He ran, he ran, it, ran in. it in. Oh, he did run it in. And uh-huh. then the yeah. second one got called back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. He, Dan Jones is a sneaky athlete, dude.
0: Sneaky athlete. <laughs> as long as he stays on his feet. No, yeah. it's
2: not. It's not <laughs> sneaky anymore. He No,
0: you're yeah, right. He, it's he, not. Oh, yeah. Uh. When you get in the open field, too. Like, he's not a – I feel like he's not a very uh, elusive, he's not I guess agile, you would say. He, yeah. can, he can move a little bit. But point A to point B, the dude can move. Yeah, right? he could do it. So, uh, for me, that game, it was good to see how many weapons Washington had. And Heineke looked – Heineke obviously looked really good. Taylor Heineke looked incredible, I He did. That last throw that I was telling you about in the fourth quarter, who was that, too? Big 80-something uh, – Ricky Seals-Jones. Seals-Jones.
1: There he you go. He used to
2: play receiver. Did he? He moved a tight end. I, I, I'm pretty sure you can fact a big check
1: body. I'm pretty sure he was a five star out of high school. Really? Seals uh, Jones?
0: Yeah. I've never heard of him.
2: He's he played with yeah. Johnny Menzel.
0: So they have they have Seals Jones. He's playing tight end, right? Yeah. Seals Jones. You have Logan Thomas, who had a lot of big plays for them last year. Yeah. And they have Rudolph, right?
1: No, nah, Rudolph played for the Giants.
0: Giants, sorry. I guess so I got mixed up. Um, and they got Curtis Samuel too. He's on IR right now. Yeah. Curtis Samuel is? Yeah. Do the Giants still have Evan Ingram? Yes. They do. Where was he? Injured. He is injured. What'd yeah. he do, do you know? Calf. Uh, I like ball. watching him play.
2: Yeah, athlete. He's a stud. When man. he catch the ball, he Yes. He's nice. He's a
0: stud. Um, so that game, obviously, uh Washington wins. I we didn't say the final score, thirty to twenty nine, right?
2: Yes, 30 to twenty nine.
0: Thirty to twenty nine in that field goal. And that was <laughs> man.
2: Like how do you like how do you walk into a meeting and know you won a game? He missed a field goal and you jumped offside to uh-huh. a field goal.
1: I would be sick. I don't, sick, don't
2: sick stomach. Stomach, being, I don't even know how you don't even know how imagine being, do being that. a
0: Giants fan. Dude. Imagine that. I saw I saw oh, I saw a tweet today. It was like, um, don't worry, guys. The Giants were 0 2 when they won the Super Bowl in two thousand. it was 2008. <laughs> he said, Don't worry, guys. Sends annual tweet. Oh <laughs> uh, no, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's that, funny. That is a tough way to lose. That is the worst. Yeah. Like, actually the worst. Talk about discipline, especially at that level. You think that dude just gets cut? No. Nah. <laughs> I mean, we'll find out. Right? Yeah, I like. That. I might have to find out who it is. Dexter um, Lawrence. Was it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Damn. But uh, yeah, I was just impressed by Heineke because obviously Fitzpatrick out. He's out with uh, a hip injury. Said eight weeks potentially on him. So that's with no surgery though. Half the season. It must not be. He's
1: playing like this. Patrick's not going to start. You, you think I mean, so? Yeah, dude, yeah that's Heineke what I was Heineke completed say,
0: like though. thirty-three passes last night. He did. They threw the ball a lot more than I was expecting. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna find out actually. Um, what were his? How much? How many rushing yards did he have? That's what I was wondering. Four carries for six yards.
1: Heineke. Heineke. Yeah, I think he threw for like three, almost three fifty. I think it was three forty-six. Thirty-four
0: for forty-six. Three thirty-six. Three thirty-six. Two okay. touchdowns and one interception.
1: The well, yeah. interception. I think. I mean, obviously, you can't always blame. Like the quarterback for a pick, because yeah, like, even though on the they should have been, should have been running is. the ball. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no reason for them to be throwing that ball in any mm-hmm. situation there. You run you get you try to run you run the ball, you get a first down, the game's over. The Giants really? had
2: just burned a timeout. It was only second down. Mm-hmm. They had no business throwing the ball. Yeah. And then it was a bad play call at that because you know they playing man and you like try to run like a rub route and rub your own receiver. And
0: that don't work. That's just a bad, that was a bad play call. Not a great rushing night though for Washington. Gibson, thirteen carries, sixty nine yards. He's... That's that's a decent stat line. He's averaging 5.3, which isn't bad. Uh McKissick, though, only four carries, ten yards, had that one short the touchdown. Fantasy for him. vulture. Yeah, exactly. But um I was expecting Washington to have a little bit more of a run-oriented offense because I just didn't think they were all in on Heineke throwing the ball 46 times in a game. Is that just where the NFL is going now? Like, is that just what we're going to see? Because yeah. it kind of feels like it. Yeah. What kind of have we seen a dominant. How many dominant, like, rushing performances have we seen in the first couple weeks? Montgomery from for the Bears had a good week. He had a good, mix. Mixon yeah, ran the
1: ball well against Minnesota. Okay. Uh, Elijah Mitchell ran for over 100 yards, too, last
0: week against the Lions. And it's Lions. weird because it's not the it's not the usual guys, right? Yeah. Montgomery Henry, Henry got Henry, shut down. Yeah. Saquon got shut down. Who else, who else am I thinking about that usually the, the big fantasy guys? What's CMC do? Yeah, he had almost 100 receiving yards and, like, and 90 rushing yards. Yeah, there you go. So that's CMC yeah, stuff. That's, that's CMC, CMC stuff, yeah. Yeah.
1: David Cook had a pretty decent week. Pretty decent uh, game as well, I think.
0: Did he against the he uh, Bengals? He had a
1: costly fumble though in that game.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah I did just stud uh, too though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just really my big takeaway from this game was that Heineke is legit. He got 100%. he signed a he signed a three year contract. Worth, two year, I think. Was it only two yeah. year? I think it was, it two, was two or three, but it was around eight or nine million. Yeah. So it's just under ten, I remember. So, so, I mean, he's getting paid. He's not getting the payment of a starting quarterback, but mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, he's gonna be playing as a starting quarterback for. I don't think. The they're gonna bring future. Yeah, they're not. Why would you bring in somebody else for that position? You know what I mean? There's not exactly anyone on the market right now that really comes out of me, unless you're gonna go after like a Deshaun Watson. Like I don't really know how the they would make that work. The person they could
2: have went for if he struggled last night was
0: maybe Cam Newton. Yeah, that's what Stephen A. Smith was saying that that might be Cam Newton's best chance at getting back into the league is the Washington football team. I would Not take anymore. Taylor
1: Heineke yeah. over Cam Newton ten times out
0: of ten right now. The team, it's all about the team too. Yeah. Like you have a solid core of guys that seem like they genuinely like each other. Yeah. you saw what uh, McLaurin was saying about him. He said he played like a point guard. Yeah, and he loves playing with Heineke. That's what he said. And he had a he had a solid game uh, yeah. last night as well. He was their lead receiver. Eleven receptions, hundred and seven yards. Averaging 10 yards of uh, reception, and he had that touchdown catch and the... That was the first touchdown. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So, when you're getting stat lines like that, there's no way you can complain about the quarterback play. You feel me? Right? Absolutely not. Yeah. He was getting tons of targets. So, I will say McKissick did not have too many carries, only four carries, but he did have five catches for 83 yards. He busted the, that yeah. one. Yeah. he busted that one, which definitely yeah. helped the uh That the was the play there. before the the touchdown pass, Yeah, I believe. Yes, it was. Yeah. I believe you're right. Uh, Logan Thomas, five catches, 45 yards. Uh, then Adam, Adam Humphreys had a few Ricky Seals Jones. That was his only catch of the night. Yeah. I did not know that. I mean, I'd never heard of that, heard of that guy before.
2: So
1: <laughs>
0: he has been I mean, around
2: the league for like, been bouncing had,
1: around. Uh, has he? How old is? He was in, he was in Cleveland. He was in Arizona. He like, was in Kansas city. He's, yeah, been, he's, bouncing been, he's around. been everywhere. He's been everywhere.
0: Yeah. I did not know that dude. It says here. Oh, here's he's 26. So really not. I mean, he's not that old. Still got some, some years ahead of him for sure. Let's talk about the Lions a bit. Before we get into it, I just wanted to say that I saw a tweet that encapsulated the game very well. It said that the Lions showed more fight in one game under Dan Campbell than in three seasons under Matt Patricia. I completely agree. That's brutal. That, but it's so true. They were down by 24. with like three minutes left. I went to the running back meeting, and it was 38-10. to 10. Yeah, like and i come out and i'm like okay and i'm like okay 49ers i knew they're going to be solid team you know every team in the nfc west just a bunch of dogs especially coming off of all the injuries that the 49ers had last year but i come out and it's a one score game and we lost and, and I, they had the ball with like yeah. 20 seconds yeah. left and they had a chance to win like a legitimate chance uh, to win that game and i got 20 texts from my dad on my phone i'm just going yeah. through He's sending me recaps i'm like dad i'm in a meeting i can't i can't read all these but um, really though that, that tweet was so good because under Matt Patricia, you just did not see them bounce back from any real adversity while mm-hmm. he was the coach there. It felt like we tried to hang around. And, and hang around and bounce back are two very different things. Mm-hmm. right? In week one, when we were playing McKendree, and they tied it up at 20 we bounced back and scored multiple uh, scored again to to take the lead and get that win, mm-hmm. right? It's not hang around and see what happens. I feel like hanging around is almost like coin flip. Like we talk about Michigan Tech. yeah. Michigan Tech can hang around in a lot of games. They bounce back too. Like they're a very resilient team. But when they hang around, it's almost like you're just letting fate, I feel like, decide. Like it's a coin flip. Mm-hmm. That's a 50-50. Either one can win that game. When you bounce back and you have that type of reaction, you know, obviously you're not always going to win the Lions. I felt like bounced back even though they didn't win that game. But – and that was still really impressive to me. Halftime score was thirty-one to ten. Final was forty-one to thirty-three. So the Lions outscored the Niners by thirteen in the second half and uh, brought that game to one score. Even though most of Ford Field was actually empty by that point, did you hear some of them talking about that after the game? Yeah, and was
2: like the same thing that happened. Uh, it was a couple. It was a couple years ago.
0: I don't remember who it was. I think it was like a Miami
2: Heat game. Yeah, really? it was the Heat game in the finals. And they was losing. Uh-huh. And they came and back and they won. they came winning. back and won. And yeah. everybody was outside trying to get back in. So the arena <laughs> was like halfway empty by the time they won the game. That's ridiculous, man. I feel like you pay your money, you might as well just sit right? through it all.
0: What do you got better to do? Nothing. You know you have nothing planned.
2: You're going home. Because you were
0: trying to go to the game anyways. You feel me? So I know Jared Goff was, he took like the, the high road about it, uh, the new starting quarterback for the Detroit Lions. And he said something along the lines of, uh, next time we'll make sure it's a little bit more entertaining in the first half to make sure this, the fans stay around. So he didn't really put the blame on him, but um, he definitely acknowledged the fact that there was nobody there at the end of the game. Pene Sewell was a big talking point in this game. He was going against Bosa, who was back from his... Was that an ACL? Yeah. Yep, so he's back from the ACL injury. That was a fun matchup to watch because Pene was initially at that right tackle spot. They move him over to left tackle. Because he struggled
2: in the preseason.
0: Exactly. So Bosa goes. Over, Bosa actually had said after the game he definitely was better on the left, and then he said that Pene was going to be really good. So the Lions were without Pro Bowler Taylor Decker mm-hmm. who is out with injury. It's he, I think he's going to be back. Yeah, he's Re- coming Re- back. Yeah, I think he's back here this week. Um but even without him, 116 yards, which is for the Lions, they the amount of 100-yard rushing games is I can count on probably one or two hands right in the last like 5 years. Mm-hmm. has been a terrible point of contention for them. And almost all of that was in the first half because when you go down 31 to 10 and they have a deficit like that of 21 points, you cannot run the ball, right? Mm-hmm. You're forced to throw the ball. And I don't think they wanted to do that with Jared, go- Jared Goff and the wide receiver core. Wide receiver core is like probably the worst part of the team right now. Well, defense, defense definitely is worse. Never hey, mind. Lions defense yeah. is horrendous. It really is right now. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> I Like I actually had to pull up a roster when I was watching the game. <laughs> like, that's embarrassing. I'm a pretty big Lions fan. And I'm looking out there, and I see a guy. There's a linebacker, uh, long blonde hair, like 30-something. I forget his name. He's wearing a C on his chest. Like I think there's Who like the hell Anselone. is that? Talking yeah, Ancelone. He, he came he over to New Orleans for a while. Yeah, I he believe, came over yeah. from the Saints with uh, Campbell and with uh, Aaron Glenn and those guys when they came over here. To, so I'm like, who the hell is he? He's the captain on defense. I don't even know his name. That's embarrassing as hell. I did not like that. Um, but... <laughs> That first half, though, I mean, when you're looking at those those holes that the offensive line was making, I could have crushed through those. Yeah. Like, I, I legitimately could, the way that, you know, I, I'm pretty comfortable in those crutches now, but I can get through those. Like, uh, Jamal Williams, by the way, I think might be my favorite lion at this point. Yeah. They're running back with the dreads. The dude is fantastic. He's out there playing catch with all the kids before the games. He's posting on his Instagram stories all of his little anime. He, he's a big anime guy. He's such a goofball. They got, like... They do that little camera before they go out to practice. Like, who's your favorite superhero? Or, like, what's your side with your steak dinner? Uh-huh. He gives an entertaining answer every single day.
2: You ever watch his interviews? Yes.
0: His he, interviews are fantastic, he's, too.
2: He's he comical. He is. And it's he's, easy. He's not trying.
0: No, he's not. It's just, I feel like it's just him. Yeah, he's just he's being super so. authentic. Jamal Williams, right now, my favorite line. He had a big day. DeAndre Swift back. Jamal Williams actually got the start because Swift was banged up. But DeAndre Swift is back. Um, so they go. It, 116 yards I thought it was really more than that It felt like we were Gashing them in the first half I don't know if you guys Watched them I didn't think DeAndre
2: Swift Was going to play it down This season Right This season Yeah
0: I thought week one He wasn't going to play I thought he'd be back
2: nah, Cause of reports that came up He was involved in a murder
0: Oh, oh dude yeah, I,
2: Dude I, yeah. I forgot How did I forget about that Yeah <laughs> uh, I was in the I'm like <laughs> I'm like i going down it's
0: over, <laughs> it's over with It's over with
2: <laughs> it's Somebody tried to rob him He shot him Left yeah. the area, came back, shot him again. I'm like, are you done? <laughs>
0: so, uh, wasn't he at camp, too? Like, he wasn't even home. Like, he wasn't even back to yeah, wherever. He, he was He he was he, in the facility. Like, I don't think he was even there at the time of wherever this report was. Somebody was in, like, Philly. Yeah, I don't even know where it was at. But, like, um, I just, I loved, like, somebody tweeted out. They're like, Dan Campbell didn't actually say this, like, disclaimer. But this is just be such a Dan Campbell response. it be like, yeah, I saw the reports. He's like, even though he didn't kill anyone. I really love the fact that these <laughs> guys, I I love the fact that some people believe that we could just put someone in a body bag like I just love that thought I just like that that would be such a Dan Campbell thing to say too like I saw that on Twitter so he didn't actually no he did say not it. actually yeah. I, I was so, like no way bro, people, a no lot way. of people believe that a lot yeah. of people believe that but like yeah. Dan Campbell you imagine if him come <laughs> to his press box with like his uh his like his car racing helmet like and just imagine some stupid shit like that and just be like uh. Yeah, you know what? Our guys are tough. I just I like that other people believe we have the potential to put the someone in a body mentality. bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so thankfully DeAndre Swift is not a murderer, which uh, at least to our knowledge, I'm right? Saying. As of so, right now, that's it. <laughs> So that's good. Um, but no, really, any takeaways from the Niners in this one? Uh, we got we got Trey Lance through that first touchdown pass. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy G played pretty well though. He did play had a solid game. I mean, I put up a ton of points against. A terrible defense, but to score in the NFL is still scoring. Like 41 it's, is 41. Exactly. I don't think against any defense is still a respectable numbers. So I really thought the 49ers, not to say they're not going to at this point. You know what? I've only seen them play a little bit here. But uh, I thought they were going to be like, really good this year with the amount of guys they have coming back off injury. And they still have a chance, like I said, to be very good. Um, but in their division, I just feel like the other teams are looking a lot better right now. We saw the Rams form. I guess that's a good uh, segue into that Rams-Bears game. Right. So what? It, let's talk. Let's start with you, Jimmy. You were obviously very amped up for that one at, oh, at certain yeah. points in the game. Yeah.
1: So uh, obviously, at this point, I think, and the Andy Dalton experiment. Like, yeah. Let it go. <laughs> like, forget about it. Forget, about it. forget about it. All right. So I love it. Justin Fields looked like he belonged in that field. Yeah. Every time he came in there, there was like a handoff, which was kind of boring. Every time he came in there, I was so excited. But like that rushing touchdown, like you were exhilarating. I was. I was happy as a clam. <laughs> I was... Uh, but uh, anyway, I, I think Justin Fields should be the guy. He is... He gives the Bears the best
0: chance to win football games. Yeah. So he
1: should be starting at quarterback. It's simple.
0: He's very confident. And I think that exactly. shows in his play, and it shows in his body language. And I don't think I was expecting as much confidence coming off of him initially. Right? I feel like we don't see that, te- like, usually with a lot of guys like that. But... Um, I wonder how he is in the locker room. I, I can't. I feel like I can't get real read on Justin Fields so, as a dude. Uh,
1: I can actually tell you about that. Okay. So, um, so my dad, one of his good friends, lives in the neighborhood. He's like, he like works for the Bears, like so in some sort of way. I'm not. We sure We got what. an insider here. Insider here. So, this. from the day Justin Fields got drafted to the Bears, he has been the first one in the facility and the last one to leave every single day. And this is someone That's that works. Someone yeah. that works for the Bears. Yeah. And like honestly, like. I, being a quarterback, you have to be early.
0: You have to leave late. Yeah. Like that's just how it is. You know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. he's doing that as a rookie. Yeah. So, and I feel like that's a that's sometimes a line that gets overused, but like just the fact that you're actually doing that that goes a long way. You know what I mean? Like that's that's definitely the right thing to do. So that's, that's good to hear because I feel like I watch all these things on him. Did you watch the uh, anything about the pre-draft with him? It was uh, him, Micah Parsons. Uh, who's that? Uh, DB from South Carolina. J C Horn. Horn, yep, J C Horn and one other person, I forget who, but they all had like the pre-drafts workouts and all that. So you got to like learn more about these guys a little bit. It was on NFL, it was NFL Network thing. But I feel like I never really got a good uh, sense of Justin Fields, not as a football player, but as a dude. Like he's I super couldn't really calm. Like he he, he is, doesn't seem
1: like he's like rattled by anything. He just like so like composed all the yeah. time. And like that's another really
0: like, key component of being a quarterback is just being composed. Like I'd agree with always, that. Always
1: like having your you know, yeah, keeping it together and everything
0: stat line wise, Justin Fields, only two passes uh, completed both of them for 10 yards. So, I mean, really didn't have much of a chance to show himself there. Andy Dalton, 27 for 38, 206 yards, one interception. Um, but can, can we I talk thought,
2: about the interception?
0: Let's talk about it. Who was he throwing the ball to? Who was he throwing the ball to? Cole Kamat was wide open. This is why we need. Boy. Yes, he was. That was the that was the worst Cole on on my fantasy team. Yeah, that just that stung a little bit, but it was. This is why we need the video version of the podcast. then you throw up the clip and uh, you really make it look bad. Like, he wasn't throwing it to anybody,
2: <laughs> he's like nobody, like he wasn't <laughs> throwing it to anybody. Like, even if the defender didn't tip it, it yeah. wasn't going to anybody. Like,
0: yeah, Allen Robinson didn't have the game I was expecting out of him because Matt
2: Nagy. Just made him run five-yard slants. and outside. That's true.
0: You think that's that's part of it? It's just the route, the concepts, and you're not utilizing him the right way? He had deep threat. Yeah. He had six catches, 35 yards. Marquise Goodwin was their number one with four catches for 45, and then Komet had uh, five for 42. But really well split, I will say. They used a lot of different targets, which I don't know actually is the right idea when you have a guy like Allen Robinson. I feel like you get him... The majority of at least looks, you know what I mean? Like more targets than that, but I don't know. Um, they, they just spread it out a lot. You have Damian Williams with four catches, Darnell Mooney with five, Demir Bird with three, Jimmy Graham had the one, and then Montgomery had one out of the backfield. Montgomery Comet
1: had like five catches too.
0: Yes, come out, had five for 42. Uh, Montgomery, 16 carries, 108 yards. So that was a, obviously a really good Montgomery's game. a stud. I, he's he unbelievable.
1: Is. And the Bears O line is like not very good. And if you run for 108 yards behind that offensive line, like, Against the Rams defense?
0: Yeah. Like, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, 14 points, which I think is probably where I expected them to be at, yeah. against, especially against that Rams defense yeah, they that have has. left points on the board, too. They turn the ball over on the five-yard line. Very true. That fir- is it the, first, it the first, first drive? First drive of the game, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous.
1: So much hope and pride. That's such the, when, a, my, when Montgomery broke that run, I'm uh-huh. like, oh, my God, they're going to the Super Bowl. This is happening.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, and then, uh, that's such two a play, game-changing two play. Yeah. Oh. That's such a game changer. I don't know if you play. remember,
1: but there was it was like third and one, and there was a false start. Yes, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. he threw the pick, and like mm-hmm. that,
0: there's costly penalties like that. Yes, yeah, so you think, t- you know, if this, then this, whatever. You can play this game all day, no, but yeah. take away that false start, third and one. You're not throwing the ball. I'm most giving the most ball to Montgomery, right? Ten times out of ten, especially out of after especially after what time. just happened and the way yeah. he's playing. So, uh, 34 points for the Rams offense though in Stafford's debut. Um, I would say that's not being talked about, but it is being talked about at nausea by. Everyone, everyone's talking stafford about this Yeah.
1: You know, he played a great game, but like he did two of those touchdowns yeah. were just completely like just blown coverages. One yep. of them, the one that Van Jefferson caught wasn't blown coverage, but like he was down on the ground and they, no one touched yeah. him. And then Cooper Cup's touchdown, I believe was that that was yeah. the blown that was coverage. there might have not been anyone with that. That reminded, that reminded of me of the Chris Conte game. I don't know if uh, you guys remember this, but it was like 2013 week 17. Against the Packers. Yeah, fourth and six, I believe. Fourth and eight. And uh, Randall Cobb just broke one, like, 55 yards. Ran Chris right Conte, up the seam. Chris Conti just completely blew the coverage. <laughs> oh, I was I was at that game in the that south was... end zone just watching the whole thing going down. It was just the north end zone. But, yeah,
0: anyway, I was there. That's it was brutal. It's just horrible. Yeah, yeah. Cooper Cup on that one. You're right. Like, literally just took the top right off the cover. And, like, I guess there's something to be said about an NFL quarterback when you have those opportunities to take advantage of them. But, like, at this point in Stafford's career, there's no there's really no prove it. Like everybody knows what Stafford is and what you're gonna get out of him. Now it's just seeing him in a bigger market with a better offense and better weapons. 20 for 26 was the impressive part for me is that he had very little incompletions, no turnovers there, which is really important. 320 yards and three touchdowns, like we already had commented on. Uh the rushing attack wasn't crazy. Uh Stafford himself actually five carries for negative five. He got pressured a bit on the night there, especially late. Uh Sony Michelle, I didn't realize was on the Rams. Yep. He had one carry for two yards, but their leading rusher was Henderson. Sixteen carries, seventy yards. Doesn't really feel like that's going to be a prominent part of their game. Um but I guess we'll kind of see how they develop as they go on. Cooper Cup was lean receiver, seven catches for 108. Obviously that one definitely inflated his stats because most of them were check down type uh, routes and other things of that nature. But when you talk about guys on a defense that bring back two of not even arguably, two of the best defensive players in the league in Ramsey and Donald, and then you bring them a supporting cast too on that defense with some other talented people around them. With that offense, are they the obvious pick to come out of the NFC? I don't think there's an obvious pick, but are they the lead pick? I would still say the Bucks are the lead pick to win the NFC. Sorry, NFC West. Oh, NFC yes. West. sorry. Um, we'll, we'll talk NFC big picture in a sec, but NFC West. I don't yeah, know. Either, either them or Seattle, I would yeah. say. Because – Russell Wilson still in Seattle, you know. You can't forget about Russ. Russell Wilson is still in C- I'm yeah. actually almost surprised that there was a lot of turmoil there for a while with Russ and between Russ and Pete. Mm-hmm. Did you read anything about like there was that was for a while. I feel like that's been hushed up very recently and it's all kind of gone away like yeah. very conveniently as, I soon as Russell's the season coming started. to the Bears. Yeah, like, like, really, there was a lot of controversy. (laughs) There was like, it was real. There was real dispute between Russ and Pete for a while there. And I wondered if anything was going to come out of it. Obviously, I guess it hasn't. Do they just sweep that under the rug? It felt like it feels like they've been sweeping that under the rug for years. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because initially the argument started that Russ brought up the fact they had not addressed the offensive line situation. He's running for his life back there. Basically, Is what he's saying is he's getting hit, taking all these unnecessary hits. And It just felt like that wasn't really addressed recently. So why has the argument gone away in an age, in an era where players get what they want more than ever? Why is Russell Wilson all of a sudden just complacent and and like fine with not getting his, I mean, he's, he might be different. He's kind of an older, you know, not really part of that, but you know what I'm talking about? Especially like NBA NFL is a little bit different. We talk about professional sports leagues now and the player associations. They have a lot more demands and a lot more. What's the word? Pull, right? They have a lot more pull in a lot of the decision-making processes. So, I thought that was kind of interesting. But. I got Arizona coming out the NFC West. Do you? That's the other team we we haven't talked about. Arizona. Arizona looked good. Yeah. Arizona looked like how they were supposed to look with Kyler Murray. You know what I mean? That's. What? 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 Man. Them boys nice. They are.
2: Them boys. L.A. nice. You know what I'm saying? You know what you're getting out of L.A.? Yeah. Man. If you're talking about like a shootout. Mm-hmm. You can't outshoot the Cardinals, I don't think. Other than yep. maybe the Buccaneers and the Packers when they, whenever they decide to wake up.
0: Yeah, so, so how about right the now? Cardinal defense?
2: <sighs> right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Ty's eyes got wide there. Yeah. You guys can't
2: see it, but his eyes got wide there. Telling you, them boys nice. They are. Them boys is nice. And a
0: lot of a lot obviously gets talked about the defensive front for the Cardinals with Chandler Jones and JJ Watt on either side of the, the line there. And Chandler Jones Exposing the hell out of Taylor Luan in his first game back from a torn ACL with five sacks that game. Was it three in the first quarter? Three in the first quarter. Come on, man. And then
2: Luan comes out. And and you got JJ it. Watt on the other side. Mm-hmm. And then you got Buddha Baker back there playing. Man,
0: they're I'm legit. Honest. And you got they're a legit. linebacker
1: run a 4 3. Yeah, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah,
0: Isaiah Simmons. Man. And he's playing again. Again, this team for me, again, one week, but a quality opponent in the Titans. They're playing how they are supposed to play. Isaiah Simmons is playing how they thought he was going to play when they drafted him. Kyler Murray is playing how he's supposed to play with his style, and he's utilizing his weapons, right? So at 21 for 32, 289 yards, four touchdowns, that one pick. Um, their running game wasn't anything crazy, even though they gave a lot of carries uh, to James Conner, got 16 carries. Only 53 yards on those, though. I didn't feel like you he You win about 30, you got to
2: start running the ball. I,
0: I guess that's fair. That's That's a good point. Um, but they spread out the ball really well between DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore out of Purdue had a couple key catches on, on conversions for four sta- four, uh, first downs, excuse me. Yeah. Chase Edmonds had four catches. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just felt like for me, they're playing how they're supposed to play. So it'll be a thing of consistency for me now. But that defense, man, that defense, that defense was awesome to see. Uh, the Titans' offense. What the hell? What happened? You stop Derrick Henry, you stop the Titans. Yeah. So 17 carries, 58 yards, averaged 3.4. That is bad. And Julio Jones uh, in his first game with the Titans, remember how blockbuster of a of a, a deal that was. You know, Chester Rogers was their leading receiver. Who the hell is
1: Chester yeah, Rogers? I was about to say, I was about to say <laughs> who's that? I, he's
0: number I know 80. I'm he assuming a tight for end. The
2: Colts. He used to play for the Colts. It, no, he he did, a little he like baby yeah. receiver. Is he? Like 5'9". Number nine, 80. Okay.
0: So, pounds. Chester Rogers of the Titans' leading receiver. A.J. Brown, not Julio Jones.
1: A.J. Brown had a touchdown, though. I think, I think. He did.
0: He had four catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Um, but again, the whole idea of picking up a Julio is taking away that coverage and that emphasis off a guy like A.J. Brown, who's like stud and could be a wide receiver one on a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. You add a Julio Jones in the mix, take cover off a lot of those defenses. That was the whole idea, I feel like, in acquiring a guy like Julio Jones is to open up a guy like A.J. Brown. Not so much that, oh, Julio's going to be great. We know Julio's a little bit older. He still has a lot of athletic ability. He's a great player. But that titans, that Titans offense for me. I think well. Ryan Tannehill
2: was just, you know, paranoid. You think he so? He got sacked three times in the first quarter. You don't know when he's coming back, especially your blind side. Mm-hmm. All right, last last NFL piece
0: here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. We haven't talked about Aaron yet, right? I don't believe so. Nah. No. No. Aaron Rodgers, I'll give you the stat line, Jimmy, and I'd like, to, I'd like to hear what you have to say on this. 15 for 28, 133 yards, two interceptions for a passer rating of 36.8. Ooh, can I say something? So hold on, hold on. Let me finish this point first. His last year regular season passer rating over the whole regular season, What are your good? your guess? Probably like 100 or something. 121.5, which is like one of the best. Like, that's, that's very good. So you go from that come out and lay a freaking egg, 36.8. What are you going to say, Ty?
2: I saw a tweet. It said, if Aaron Rodgers would have threw every pass into the dirt, he'd have had a higher pass rating than what he had on
0: Sunday. You're right. I saw the same tweet, and they gave the stats there too. Yeah. It was like
2: like Like, 38 or something if he just threw every pass into the dirt.
0: It's the interceptions, I believe, that really bring that down, right? Turning the ball over. They're very critical on turning the ball over. Um, And his – because his completion percentage was over 50%, so it's not – terrible like it's not brutal you know what i mean but it's not good it's still not very good um but jimmy what'd you see from our guy aaron besides his new look the man bun and the nice grizzly uh the beard he's got going on yeah so uh
1: it has been addressed earlier in the podcast that i'm a very big bears fan <laughs> and um over the years i've learned that uh, every time i open my mouth about aaron Rodgers, that uh, he ends up just coming back and burning, <laughs> burning the bears burning them but um he's, he's causing a lot of misery and trauma throughout my life and, uh but uh <laughs> But this yeah, year's not, but uh this yeah. that brought me so much joy <laughs> to see to see Aaron Rodgers struggle like that and like like be complaining and everything towards his teammates like it just made me
0: so happy like oh, <laughs> so now Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays on the Pat McAfee show shout out that's awesome show but yeah, him, shout out Pat McAfee for like, the brand yeah but like that's just going to be so great if that oh. if this continues to like if that was obviously such a great deal for Pat last year, right? Oh, to have the man. MVP of the NFL come yeah. on your show every week. <laughs> this year, man, that could be something entirely different. Uh, I mean, that's people's like Super Bowl picks out of the out of the NFC. Some A lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At least NFC championship, like going to that NFC championship. A lot of people are saying Bucks Packers again. So it, they got some stuff to figure out. Especially when you bring back guys like Adams and uh, why am I blanking? Randall Current. Adams and uh no uh, shoot running back Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones, Aaron Jones, yeah. So you bring back guys like that to a supporting cast, Aaron Rodgers, who makes everyone around him better usually.
2: I think Devontae Adams is gonna leave
0: too. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I feel
2: this like they're is, pretty close. This is, this is it in Green Bay. I feel like they're pretty close. The like him year. and Aaron Aaron. But Aaron Aaron, Aaron will be gone. Year. Yeah, Aaron will be gone. That's yeah, true. You think he follows with, him. No, I don't think he I think he I think he's gonna go to Vegas or LA.
0: He's going to want to play with Derek Carr. He's either going to in, play in with Derek Carr or he's going to go
2: to the Chargers
1: to play with Keenan Allen.
0: Very good point. Very good point. Uh, finish it up. Let's talk about our boy Jameis. LASIK eye surgery did Jame him well. Jameis. We talked about him a little bit earlier, but um, I'll give you the stat line again. 14 for 20, 148 yards, five touchdowns for the boy. So that's crazy, um, especially when there was actually – there was. I don't really understand it. But there was legitimate speculation as to who was going to be the Saints starting quarterback week one for a while. I don't know how. I, I love Taysom Hill. I'm the biggest Taysom Hill fan ever. He's a great dude. He's a great player. He's a really good athlete. Yeah. He is not a franchise quarterback. He's not a starting quarterback. No. He's, they call him a Swiss Army Knife. because exactly what he is. If he, if he was a quarterback, they'd call him a quarterback. they keep call him a Swiss, Swiss Army Knife. And he's getting paid a lot of money. Four years, 140 million? I yes. So the catch with that contract, I believe we've talked about it here before, is that like, every voidable. one of those years is voidable. That's correct. Ooh. So does Taysom get cut loose after this year? Yeah, probably. That's gonna be very interesting.
2: Because he they said it.
0: but the thing is like Sean Payton has already come out and acknowledged the fact that he believes Taysom is a is the caliber of a starting quarterback in this league. He's endorsed him multiple times in front of the press and said that and then paid him like that.
2: Taysom has said if they don't view him as a starting quarterback, he's going to leave. Mm-hmm. So I feel
0: like, yeah. After this year, yeah, he probably especially don't. if Jameis continues to play like this, which, by the way, we have a totally different Jameis Winston, which is so funny in the interviews and everything.
1: He's so professional. Just be prepared. He's a different bird. He's
0: a different bird. I love it, though. He's such a goofball. Those training videos. Oh, he's so funny. Dodging the front <laughs> the ball, coming back and forth. I he don't know what his trainer planet. I don't know what his trainer is on but he got him looking right week one. I was going to say but he had him looking right week one. I think it's exactly what I was about to say. Uh what games are looking forward to this week? I know college wise uh Auburn Penn State is going to be a big one. Oh yeah, you We see, also have uh, BYU USC is or no, BYU not USC. It's uh Arizona State. BYU Arizona State. Those are two top 25 teams that are going to play. Um Michigan State Miami. Oh. Yeah, I forgot about that. That'll be a good one.
1: Alabama's florida marks. man. Yes, I forgot about oh, that. I forgot about I mean, Alabama-Florida, man.
0: Uh, who is who is Florida's quarterback? Is it that? We don't know yet. Is it is his name like Emery Jones? Emery Jones, Jones and Emory Anthony Jones. Richardson. Yeah, we don't know.
2: Anthony Richardson is Cam Newton 2.0. Really? Go watch his highlights after this. I will. And then you're going to text me and be like, he is Cam Newton 2.0. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, he built like him, he moved like him. Like
0: Did Emery Jones get the start uh, last week, though? Yes, but he like did,
2: yeah. Anthony Anthony, I already forgot his name. Richards Richardson. Is he younger? Richardson. Yes, he's like sorry. a freshman. He's a freshman, and he's just like outplayed him like every game. It's crazy. Emery Jones keep getting a start, and they blow him out, and they keep putting Richardson in, and he just go in, and he just <laughs> balls. It's crazy. So I feel like if that game get out of hand early, you're gonna see a lot of fifteen. Yeah, number we'll, fifteen. We'll, like Tebow, like it's crazy. I <laughs> promise you are gonna watch his highlights and then you're gonna text me. But yeah, that's like Cam Newton in the flesh. Reincarnated. Uh-huh. What there, was that? What was that face for,
1: Jim? What there's it. a couple of really good games this weekend. Yeah. Chiefs, Ravens. that's uh Sunday night game. Good. Uh Rams Ravens Colts. Need that one. Rams Colts will be a good one. Yeah, well. Um that Colts a that Colts sneaky, defensive front. A Sneaky one is uh Raiders Steelers. That'll be a that'll be a good dude, one. Dude, the Raiders people okay, dude. People the are, really are six-point underdogs.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you see the Browns? Um, who the Browns have this week again? The Texans. Yeah, the Texans. They're, so they're, they're favored by, I think, 13 half, points. 12 and a half, yeah. Yep, there you go. Taylor looked incredible last week. He did, but that is the most the Browns have been favored since coming back into the NFL. Was that? In, like, 1999. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> uh. And, like, I don't... Tyrod Taylor looked great. Looked and the Houston really offense, like, actually looked somewhat dynamic for a bit there. They were playing the Jaguars, so let's not... Forget that. Um, that was kind of the toilet bowl. But the, the Browns' steamroll. But the, back to the Raiders. People are saying the Raiders have a real chance to beat that Steelers team. Mm. The Steelers look really,
1: really good. They looked, good. But I, the Raiders did too. No, I don't think so. The Raiders, the Raiders, the Raiders beat did the Ravens. The Ravens are a good team. The well, Ravens I, don't have any. Beating the Bills. They have no
2: defensive backs. They don't.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. I, I got Marlon Humphrey. And the, Dude, the injuries. Do you guys see that play, Marlon, Marlon Humphrey? Humphrey backs. Like, caught the ball and he didn't know he caught the ball. Yeah, oh, my and he let it fall.
0: oh my
2: gosh. Oh uh, my gosh It was the first quarter, so mm-hmm. but
0: still, that's a that's a killer. That's hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm uh, I'm very excited for that. But otherwise, I mean, I think that's about it for today. Got anything else, fellas? Clay Hilton. Clay Hilton. Yeah. What about him?
2: He got fired after getting an extension. Oh, USC. Yeah. Yes. Extended him this summer to fire him after the second game. <laughs> I have never that, seen that before in my life. No,
0: that coaching spot feels like a revolving door a lot of the time. Always. Right? That's very high pressure as soon as you go in there to win. There's a lot of stories in that, it's in that hard program. To, it's hard to live up to USC. Mm-hmm. Agree with that. It's big time. The lights are on all the time. Because I saw right? Some, you don't get away with a lot.
1: They're one and one. Not,
0: it was like DJ
2: Uglele, Bryce Young, uh... Is a bunch of other high-profile okay. California uh, quarterbacks that are not going to USC, really? they are like going across the country mm-hmm. to go to other schools, get away from USC. They cannot. They cannot even keep their
0: local talent. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's some talent in California. Uh, yeah, there are. That's what Michigan schools. Michigan schools, excuse me, pride themselves on doing that a lot, right? The thing for Michigan for a long time was the best players in Michigan go to Michigan. That's mm-hmm. what they always have said. Um, and now Michigan has been getting the recruits. They just haven't really been winning games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan State has kind of. They used to be of that approach. D'Antonio really had a lot of really good connections in the state. Mel Tucker still is getting some big recruits from the state, but he's really looked elsewhere for a lot of his talent. A lot of his talent's coming from the west side of the other. Oh, excuse me, of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they continue that and how Mel Tucker's recruiting, I guess, uh, process goes.
2: I think I've been seeing Eric Bieniemy, the yeah. uh, Chiefs' co-coordinator, mm-hmm. that they're gonna look to him. Toward, for the job, really, and I was saying that they're gonna
0: look at Penn State coach James Franklin for the job.
1: I don't think James Franklin's gonna leave USC or uh, Penn State. Others oh, For no, USC, no way. I wouldn't. Didn't quick leave Penn story. State.
0: Quick story. One of my rival high schools. I'm, I'm over watching one of their games. Like I guess it worked out where I could like watch their game. You know what I mean? Because it was like at a different time. Mm-hmm. James Franklin, I shit you not, flies in on a helicopter and lands next to the field before the game. You me? Comes out. Just talking, you know, just talking to people, whatever. People are going fucking nuts. Game was a blowout by halftime. Walks over. And you don't think
2: that's going to bring recruits to USC?
0: That is crazy. Come on, man. Come on, man. This is like 10 minutes from where I live, bro. Like, nuts. Or where I used to live. But, like, crazy. That dude, he's legit. He's legit. And, like, that type of effort shows... You know what I mean? Like for guys like that. So again, I don't think he'll leave Penn State. I feel like his roots are there and they're gonna potentially have a have a solid year this year, even though they have stunk in the past. I don't know, man. You can't USC, that's like when you talk about brands. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's like, like Alabama. That's like the, the Cowboys almost of college football. You feel me? That's what I that's what I say. Because they underperform, really. Right? But the brands and the value there the brands unmatched. Like, the Cowboys are still the most valuable pro franchise. And they, like, can't even win a playoff game. <laughs> exactly, dude. So, we'll see. But otherwise, if you have listened for this much talking, I appreciate you.
2: And last thing, too. Genuinely. The Colts going to be the first team to uh, be on in-season hard knocks.
0: You think so? This year. No, is that, is that,
2: is that happening? I got a house? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I did not see that. Oh, that's happening. It was a halftime during that the game. That is sick. First team. Oh, I'm going to love that, bro. On the end
2: season hard knocks.
0: I'm going to love that. That's so cool. Damn. But really, you made it this far listening. I appreciate you. We'll have another episode out for you next week uh, with one or maybe two guests. I'm working on those right now. So uh, hopefully, we'll get that going. The video podcast will be up in a few weeks here as long as I am moving around and the knee is functioning. But otherwise, thank you guys very much. Jimmy, Ty, appreciate you fellas a lot. Seriously. Oh, um, thank you, Kobe. And let's have a good weekend of football. Let's get ourselves a W. Some Gleak wins in here. Let's stop O-Cats. losing to out of conference teams. Feel me? And let's watch some good football, gentlemen.
1: Yes, sir. Okay, it's baby.